This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. I'm excited to have Brooke Esposito on with us today. Brooke is the wife of Lou Esposito of Western Michigan. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Brooke, just recently your husband has been promoted to defensive coordinator for the Broncos. What an accomplishment. What were your first thoughts when he told you the news? Honestly, my first thought was relief. The whole process was so nerve-wracking. But, I mean, honestly, in the long run, I'm not super surprised. He worked so hard. And has such a great relationship with his players and they respond to him so well that I just know that he's on the path of greatness, honestly. You two have worked extremely hard in getting where you are today from a Division II head coach, being named Coach of the Year, a pair of conference titles, starting a football program as the first head coach in NAIA school at Davenport, Western Michigan, now D.C. What is it like for you to see him being rewarded for all of this hard work? Honestly, so emotional. Uh, the whole coaching industry is emotional for the whole family. Um, in our specific situation, um, Lou became the interim defensive coordinator this season. Um, so he was the defensive coordinator for our very last regular season game, which we honestly weren't expected to win. Um, so it was kind of his time to prove himself. And throughout the whole game, it was such a close game. We weren't expected to win. The, people, the, the team that we were playing actually won our conference. And we ended up pulling through and winning, and the defense was a big part of that win. And after the game, we all went into the locker room, and the team literally crowd-surfed Lou. If you know Lou, he's six foot five, 300-plus pounds, and the players picked him up and crowd-surfed him. Everyone was cheering and happy and awesome. clapping. And I was standing in the corner sobbing hysterically because it was so emotional for me to see him being successful and succeeding in what he loves. What a neat moment. Well, yeah, that's one of those moments you're going to remember for the rest of your life. It really is. I have sat in my living room and rewatched the game because I DVR'd it. And I've watched it again because it was just such a great moment in his career. You've been at different levels of football, D2, NAIA, and now FBS. What do you think are the biggest challenges and the biggest blessings of each level of football? You know, I really feel like they're kind of flip-flops, which doesn't really make sense until you explain it. But at the lower level, some of the challenges are obviously things like resources. You don't have the resources that you do at the higher level. You don't have as many people to do the same things that you need to do day in and day out. You also don't have the money resources, so the funding can sometimes be way less to do way more. But at the same time, um, all of our time spent at the Division II level and at the NAI level, level was at, with Lou as a head coach. So his time with family was way more because he got to kind of juggle his schedule as he needed to. And he didn't have to recruit as far because most of his recruiting was somewhat local, um, just around the Midwest. So we got to see him a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, I would call him at work when he was a Division II head coach and say, hey, our daughter has donuts with dads at this time in preschool. And he would say, okay, I'm going to switch my meeting so I can be there, which was amazing. At, at the higher level, you can't do that. Mm. You just have to miss it, which sometimes is heartbreaking. But um, that's the way it is at, a, at the higher level. Um, obviously, the time away 
at the higher level is more. Recruiting distances, I mean, he this week has been in Philadelphia, Virginia, flew into Cincinnati, drove to Indianapolis, and I think tomorrow he's in Chicago. So he's literally gone way more than what he used to be. And there's also risk at the higher level. Your job security sometimes is dependent on winning, where I didn't feel as much pressure when he was at the lower level. Yeah, that's a good analysis of it. Now, we have to go back and we have to find out, how did you meet Lou Esposito? Well, I graduated from a small Catholic school in Indiana called St. Joseph's College in May 2004. Lou's first season coaching was at St. Joseph's College in the fall of 2004. So we met, I graduated, I moved away, two hours away. We stayed in contact. Um, everybody in coaching knows that most most Thursday nights are date nights during the season. Lou would literally come two hours to my place on a Thursday night and leave at like 5 a.m. the next day so he could be back at the office. And then eventually we were like, are we going to keep doing this? And then four years later, I moved back, we got married, and the rest is history. That's awesome. Now, do you have children, which you do, right? You have four kids? Yes, we have four kids. We have a nine-year-old boy, a six-year-old daughter, and then uh, twin three-year-old boys. My goodness, you are (laughs) amazingly busy. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are. Let's go back uh, to when he was coaching D2 football. And you think about where you were then. Did you ever think you would be at a place where he was calling plays in the Mac? You know, I did. Um, my friend who I talk to on a regular basis, her husband's also in coaching, made the comment to me once, like, you always wonder if your husband is a good coach. And when the minute she said that, I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never had that thought with Lou. Like, I've always known that he is – good at coaching and he just understands it and he has this uncanny ability to relate to people and talk to people in recruiting he can like relate to anybody it's unbelievable honestly and his players generally love him like he has players all the way back from when he was a coach at St. Joe that still call him text him hey I watched your game hey can you give me tickets to this game and it's just unbelievable to watch that and I've always known that this is just his calling and he's supposed to be a coach. He's a big personality. I know my husband played offensive line with him at Memphis. Everybody knew Esposito. Exactly. (laughs) Now you got crazy fans out there sometimes. So I need some tips from you. So how do you manage to keep cool um, during the game when sometimes fans can be critical of what our husband's calls are on defense or offense? Sure. Um, Honestly, I haven't had a huge issue with critical fans personally. Um, At this level, where we're at now, most of it is through social media. Like you hear, oh, why is he the defensive coordinator? Why is he this? Or it should have been somebody else. Um, At the lower level, though, when you're in like a small stand and there's tons of parents and you have to like sit Mm -hmm. with everyone else, there's so much more of it where like, why isn't so-and-so playing? And if so-and-so were in the game, they would have caught that pass. And it's just so much more personal when you're sitting there with those people and you hear it and they don't know who you are. So luckily so far, I haven't had a ton of experience in the, in the stands at this level, but at the lower level, I definitely did. And I'm pretty good about keeping my cool and knowing my place. And I, it doesn't even make sense to say anything because 
I think if it ever happened in front of my kids, <laughs> I could have a different reaction. Right. But so far, I've been lucky, lucky enough to say that that's never happened. This is a question I've never asked on my podcast, but I really want to know, what do you think is the toughest part about being a coach's wife? And then follow up to that would be, what do you do to try to keep in mind in handling whatever challenge that is? I think the biggest challenge, and I think a lot of people will agree with me, is the time away from family. It's time consuming, and most people don't understand how time consuming it is. I mean, I had one of my bosses when I was working full-time and Lou was coaching Division Two say, wow, it must be great that he has so much time home because he assumed that his coaching job was from the first game until <laughs> the last game and there was nothing else in between. And he just couldn't understand that he was gone all the time. But the time away is so difficult, especially for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and this applies to for when we had our twins people ask me all the time like how did you do it with two babies and then you had two older kids yeah I didn't really have a choice and I know that I knew when we got married that Lou was going to be a coach I knew what it entailed because we had dated for a long time before we got married and I don't have a choice I'm either in or I'm out and I'm in yeah definitely definitely you think your family has come alongside and and try to take up the slack sometimes how far do you live from your family Uh, my family is only three hours south of us so we have been very very lucky in that we've always been fairly close to my family Um, we've had I think Lou's had five different jobs in 10 years that we've been married and we've only moved and we've only lived in two states Indiana and Michigan Um, So that's kind of unusual, Mm -hmm. but my family, the farthest they've been away is four hours and they visit at the least probably once a month. And if I have a wives trip or if I have the the convention, I'll call my mom months in advance and beg her to come and watch my kids. And she always pulls through. (laughs) I know. I can't live without my mom for sure. (laughs) <laughs> I need to wait more now as a 30 year old that I ever did as a 12 year old, you know? Exactly. You know, one of the hardest things I think too about this industry is everything is public. You know, everything is national news from coaching changes, um, just losses, wins. What people can forget is that we are real. We're, we're just the people doing this. So what do you say to Lou after a tough day at the office? You know, I honestly just let him vent most of the time. So if he wants to talk, I just kind of leave it open to, to where he can vent and talk to me. Um, so sometimes I'll say absolutely nothing and it'll just come naturally. Like this happened, this happened, it was awful. Um, and he's pretty good about keeping football and family very separate. It doesn't, he doesn't come home after a tough loss or a tough day and, you know, really dwell on it. He still can come home and enjoy family and um, spend time with us. He's still obviously bothered by it, but he separates it. And then once the kids are in bed and it's just him and me, we, he'll vent and I'll just listen. (laughs) And once in a while I'll throw in an opinion. Sometimes he likes it. Sometimes he doesn't. (laughs) So then I just keep listening. (laughs) Have you ever told him to call a certain play? No, I have not. I have. That's rude. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I did have someone ask me once, like, do you know what the problem is? Is it our players or is it the play calling? And I'm like, 
I don't even know how to call plays, so I have no idea. <laughs> it's so fun. I draw one. I love college ball. I draw one every year to be put in the in the playbook. It's oh, that's hilarious. What that's is great. the most surprising thing about the life of a coach's wife? Honestly, I don't think people understand the lifestyle until you've been intimately involved in it. But the most amazing thing is the community that it creates. Some of my best girlfriends are also coaches' wives, whom I talk to every single day. And when I have something going on, I call them because I'm like, you know the deal. Like, this is what's going on. And help me (laughs) talk me through this. And it's just amazing. Like, I have literally my three best girlfriends. One is in Kansas. One is in Alabama. One's in Michigan with me. Um, but it's just amazing that we still talk all the time and can maintain our friendships with so much change swirling all around us. We're in moving season for coaches and families. And I know you mentioned you had a nine-year-old. Probably the last time you moved, that would have been a kind of a tougher conversation. How did you handle that? You know, um, when we found out that we were leaving, he we were at Davenport University at the time, which is literally like a one-hour drive from where we're at currently. Um, we told him that dad got a new job and we're moving and he's moving schools. And at first it was like so exciting and he was excited and it was bigger time football. And he we coached at Western Michigan before from 2010 to 2012. So he sort of remembered Um, The the stadium was bigger and just different things. So it was exciting at first. Um, But then as the time inched closer, he realized that he was leaving our neighborhood, which he had like three best friends in our neighborhood. He was leaving his friends at school. He had started kindergarten up there and had gone through second grade and had made some really close friends. Um, So when we left, literally the last day, he got off the bus from school, his last day of school comes running down the sidewalk he's a second grader and is sobbing hysterically Mm. and it was the most awful moment that I've ever dealt with as a parent like just heartbreaking I was crying in the car with him like what did I just do Mm. but I think I mean I've heard from a ton of coaches wives that have older kids now that moving just makes your kids more resilient and I mean I literally have talked to I mean even like people married to people in the military, the same thing. They always say the same thing, that your kids become more resilient because they have to deal with so much adversity. And I really think that's true. Just making your kids comfortable, making them understand what's going to happen and that you may not see dad for a while and we're moving to a new house and just explaining everything in so much detail, like overboard, is key. And when we moved here, I literally toured schools. I walked through the schools to see what I thought would be the best fit for him. And I just, you know, got feelings when I went into certain schools. And I think that makes all the difference. So as much as you can research about a new place and make your child feel like they're going into a situation that's going to be, it's going to be fun, it's going to be scary, but it's also going to be exciting and it's going to be a good thing. That's the only thing you can do, but it is just really so hard. But I keep telling myself when they're older, it's going to be good. They're going to be more resilient. Mm-hmm. What about for you? I mean, you're also moving community, you know, new friends and things like that. How do you, what ways do you try to get involved in a new community? What ways do you kind of plug in? Um, I mean, it's hard with four kids, especially since our twins are so young. Um, because sometimes, you know, parents want to go to this meeting at school or um, there's a baseball thing and can you come and no, oh, it's the twins nap time. So sometimes that's hard. 
Um, and Lou's always gone, obviously. So it's just me juggling. Um, but I try to connect as much as possible and meet the families that he, our oldest son and our daughter are associated with through school and get to know them. And I mean, God bless them because a lot of them help me out in tremendous ways with rides and can you take him here, there, the other place? And they do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, I feel like the best way to get connected is if you have kids, um, connect them with the other kids on staff and then connect with the other parents from their school. Well, that's also wise too, because then you're getting to know the people that they're connected to, too. You're not just having your own thing, but it's a great, great way to protect them as well. Absolutely. And the, the wives at Western Michigan, I have to say and brag about them. We, we really are a pretty close group and there are so many activities planned so that we can get the kids together and get the families together or just the wives together. We'll try to go out to lunch for um, birthdays when we can for other wives' birthdays. Um, we get the staff together for Halloween and we, the kids get to trick or treat with the players, which is so cute. Mm-hmm. And we just do so one of the wives organized a book club, which there's just so many different things. So you can stay connected. So you can pick and choose what you can do. Cause obviously you can't do everything, but when a head coach's wife makes that a priority and you have more of a community, it's just so much easier. With the long hours that our guys spend away, especially right now, recruiting and all that, what are some things that you like to do you find fulfilling while he spends so much time away? You know, I wish I could find some fulfilling. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) My kids are busy. My kids are busy. My son is, my son and daughter are both in school. And then as soon as school's out, we have practices. We have baseball. We have travel baseball. We have piano lessons and basketball and football and all the things. You have travel so I'm just, You're managing travel baseball by yourself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So it's just busy. I don't have time to, like, I, the twins are still home. So during the day, it's the, that. I mean, I go to the gym if I um, have time. I, I, I mean, when I stopped working full-time, I really didn't think I would. I thought I would be bored and that I just wouldn't be able to do it. I just wasn't the type that could stay home. Um, I don't know how, but I'm so busy. <laughs> I feel the same way. I, I felt I'm like- just constantly running from one thing to another and I'm just busy. Yes. I feel like now it's harder being staying at home than it is working full time. It really is so strange. And people are like, so what did you do today? And I'm like, I had all these things that I did. And I don't know. It's just like things come up. I still have to like run the household and I don't know. It's just, it really is busy. It is. So this is a fun question though. So what's an unusual task you've had to handle being a coach's wife that fans probably wouldn't expect that a coach's wife would be responsible for? This is the perfect question for this week. So we are sitting in the midst of the polar vortex currently. Um, Temperatures today ranged between negative 10 and negative 14. Um, That was without the wind chill. So my kids have been home from school all week. No school this whole week so far. Um, We got about six inches of snow Sunday night into Monday. And it wasn't cold until last night into today. So I went outside. I was like, the twins are napping. I'm going to shovel the driveway so that this doesn't get overwhelming because we had more snow the last two nights. Mm -hmm. I 
I shoveled one path like straight down the driveway and then it was so much snow that it was like one shovel at a time and I was like this isn't gonna work <laughs> so I call, I call Lou on the road and I'm like okay listen I've never done this before but how do I start the snowblower because I have, I have to do something <laughs> and he walked me through it I started it and I used the snowblower to snowblow the driveway it works perfectly <laughs> I'm impressed I'm yes we southerners we just don't have this problem i'm sitting there going i, I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah that's incredible it's probably a lot like a lawnmower in a way yes exactly yeah that's it that's i'm, I'm impressed that was definitely a good <laughs> wife moment for sure yes it was as i was doing it i was like i should videotape this and send it to lou i didn't but i'm kind of regretting the fact that i didn't you definitely next time it's going to be you know <laughs> Put it on social media, hashtag coach's wife life for sure. Right. What do you most enjoy about this life? I mean, honestly, I enjoy that he is doing a job that he truly is passionate about and that he loves because most people don't always have that opportunity. Um, in 2012, we had our daughter in August and in November of that same year, we were fired. Um, and we sat down and had the conversation that probably most coaches that have been fired have had with their wife. Is this something that we should keep doing? And he was like, do you want me to get out? And I was like, you would hate me forever. if You out. You can't not coach. It's just not going to happen. So, I mean, I, I just love that he truly loves his job and it's not like he's going to work when he goes to work. And he has a great relationship with his players and really loves what he's doing. And not, not very many people can say that. That's neat. Very neat. Okay. I have some fast five questions for you. You ready? Yes. Okay. What is something people would be surprised to know about you? I think a lot of people don't know that when I worked full time, I worked for 10 years in manufacturing. So like when I say manufacturing, I don't mean I was like, I mean, I was in the office, but I was like in my hard hat, in my steel toe shoes at these companies that manufactured actual products. And that's what I did. And I loved it. Impressive. I like <laughs> it. Okay. So Lou shows up with concert tickets. Who would he be taking you to see? Definitely Jimmy Buffett. We went before we got married and I had to beg him to go with me because I, just, I literally shared one song, one Jimmy Buffett song with him. And he was like, <laughs> what in the world? You're not really taking me to this are you and I was like we have to go it's so fun and we had the best time ever so if you were buying concert tickets we would definitely be going back yeah I know him in college I can't see him and Jimmy Buffett but I'm glad he oh no no way but he he went and he loved it love it love it okay you have a Learjet lined up for just you and Lou where would you tell the pilot to take you I don't know this one's hard we went to Aruba on our honeymoon and absolutely loved it so that's really high on our list to go back but we've also always said that we want to go to Greece at some point in our lives can you beat Lou playing any sport I think I could beat him at softball or baseball I played softball in college oh. um so I think that I could I think I could take him <laughs> I think you could like you good. Very cool. Away game, too far to travel to. Kids got too many activities. You just stay back. Okay. You watch it on TV. Kids are asleep. Time to binge watch some Netflix. What are you turning on? I don't know. There's a lot that I could watch on Netflix. I'm really good at staying up with what's trending. Like my whole Facebook feed is like ABC News, CNN, 
pop culture type things. So when I see something that I'm reading, I'm like, oh, I should watch that because everybody's talking about it. So Lou and I recently watched Bird Box because everyone was talking about it. We've watched Stranger Things. We got into Game of Thrones, which isn't Netflix, but all the things that are popular, Mm -hmm. which are totally like different genres, Mm -hmm. we'll get into just because everyone's talking about it. But then I could also get into a good documentary about something health-wise. Very good. You have a lot of interest in health. I do. A lot of fitness stuff, a lot of health stuff, or just from like medicine? Both, kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm over the top, like workout every day. I, I kind of go hills and valleys. Sometimes I'll go for a really long time and feel really good. And sometimes I just fall right off the <laughs> ledge and haven't gone in a long time. Probably because you're like doing that. travel baseball. <laughs> Pro- probably. Probably. Solo with more kids. <laughs> yeah, probably. Very good. This has been so much fun getting to know you. I just really appreciate you sharing your stories and insight. This has been great. Thank you. It has been fun. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Live podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.